Welcome to The Rentals, The Bottom Line, a podcast featuring conversations and interviews with people from around the rental industry, with a look at the challenges, questions, goals, and tips that business owners want to know about and have answered. Hey everyone, and welcome to Rentals, The Bottom Line. I'm Alexis Brum, editor of Rental, and I am so glad you're here. In this episode, Steve Werblow from Alliance Tire Americas speaks with Tian Blumeris, Senior Tire Development Engineer at Alliance. They discuss how tires are made and how that process reveals secrets of how machines are really being used. Let's get to the bottom of that now. Unless you're standing at the job site watching your machinery in action, it's tough to know what it's going through. But you can get some solid clues from your tires if you know what to look for. In the August 2020 issue of Rental Magazine, Alliance Tire America's engineer Rishi Damodar authored an article detailing telltale tire damage. Rishi described all sorts of hints your tires can be providing. Wear and abrasion of the tread, scuffs, cracks, and bulges on the sidewall, stray wires and missing valve stems, blisters and strange textures on the rubber, and more. Some of those effects are caused by underinflation, some by overinflation, and others by physical or chemical damage. The more we know about how tires are made, the better we can recognize the damage they can suffer and understand the stories that they tell. I'm Steve Werblow, and I work with Alliance Tire Americas. I talked with Tian Blumeres, Senior Tire Development Engineer for Alliance, for a look at how tires are made and how they can reveal the secrets of your construction equipment. It's a very, very good um, method to see how the machine is being used. In practice, it can tell you if there's overloading, uh, if there's excessive speed, um, if it's uh, operating on a surface that it was designed for. For instance, if you have a, a, a tire that's designed to run on the highway, and you try and use it off-road, it's going to fall apart and you're going to see it. So to a certain extent, just by looking at the tire, you can see, was this tire overloaded? Uh, was it going too fast? Um, was it used in the right application? To a certain extent. Obviously, you can't see any, everything, but you can get a pretty good idea. To understand how tires get damaged, it's important to understand how they're constructed in the first place. Tian explains that tires aren't just black rubber squirted into a mold. They're built up layer by layer from all sorts of woven plies, belts and wires, and dozens of carefully mixed ingredients that balance flexibility and toughness. If you want to build a tire, it's the same as building a, uh, as baking a cake. You have to start with different things that you have to mix together in a certain way, in a certain pattern. Then you've got to take it and maybe let it stand. Then you've got to put it in an oven and bake it at a certain temperature for a certain time. With a tire, you do, you're doing exactly the same thing. You're starting with a lot of components, much more than you need for a cake, by the way. Uh, once you've mixed it all and put it together and you put it in a, a 
machine to to uh, cure the tire, once you take it out there, you can't take it apart again. You can't get it back to where it was. It's exactly the same with a cake. If you're talking about the radial ply tires, uh, when you have belts, um, you first have to build the, the what they call the first stage, which is the, the basic casing. When you get to the second stage, you inflate it a little bit, and then you put on the belts. And the belts have to have a very specific angle. Um, sometimes the angles for the different layers, you can have, let's say, four layers, and they don't have to be all the same angle. And then uh, that keeps it the, the thread area flat. And then after that, you can add the thread compound over that. This, this is the other thing. The uh, fabric that you uh, use for the carcass, if it's a fabric carcass, rubber doesn't stick to it. So you have to put a layer of stuff on it, some compound, to get the rubber to stick to it. Exactly the same for the steel. Rubber and steel don't, attached to each other. You have to treat, treat the steel. And everything that you treat has to have a life that will survive the uh, length of the tire life. So it's a very, very complicated process. With such a complicated process and so many variables, tire manufacturers have to balance traction and durability, flexibility and heat resistance, wear resistance, and rolling resistance. Tion says that's especially true for the off-the-road tires, like the kinds used in construction or material handling. Well, there is a difference depending on what you're going to do with it for an off-road tire. Um, you mentioned paving. The skid steers that clean the road after they take off the, the top layer before they uh, repave the road. The tires on those machines, if you get 200 hours out of it, it's one of the best skid steer tires that you can get. You can get some people's skid steer, skid steer tires on an application like that, doesn't even reach 100, 100 hours. So the type of application can have a big, big um, influence on what your tire life is going to be. And, and uh, you talk about off the road, but there's off the road and then there's another type of off the road that's even worse. You go down in the mine, then it's really, really, really hard work because the surface is, it's impossible to, to prepare the th surface before you drive over it. As you're driving over it, you're creating the surface. So that is a really, really, really um, difficult to make something to work in an application like that. That means tread wear is a very clear indicator of whether a tire is being run in conditions it's designed for or in situations where it's not well suited. 
especially on bias ply tires, which tend to dome up in the center as they get more inflated. An overinflated tire will wear more in the center of the tread, while an underinflated tire will tend to wear more along the tread edges. Depending on how an operator turns, brakes, or jams a bucket into a pile, you may also see uneven wear on your tires. In normal circumstances, I mean, you, you can, after a while, you can see, okay, this tire has been used in the correct way, in the correct application. Uh, or you can see, okay, this tire, um, maybe it was, the inflation pressure was too high because all the wear is in the center of the tread, there's nothing on the shoulders. Or you can see, okay, here's some damage on the side walls. This tire has uh, had uh, too much deflection because the pressure is not enough or it was overloaded. One of the most common and dangerous kinds of tire damage is when an overheated sidewall fails. That can be caused by excessive speed, excessive load, or inadequate inflation pressure, or a combination of the three. There's two parts to it. There's, there's the deflection and there's also the speed. If you deflect it a lot, but you keep the speed very, very low so it doesn't build up heat, it's not the end of the world. But the two together can make the tire uh, uh, get into trouble. Often you will see uh, damage on the sidewall. Uh, because if the tire is overloaded, you have too much deflection, sidewall goes out too far, and it puts too much stress on the sidewall. Uh, so you see that. As excessive speed, the tire overheats. Um, and sometimes it can be to such an extent that the the belts start melting inside. Like a lot of scientists, Tian thinks in terms of Celsius temperatures. He says the critical temperature for tire damage is around 80 degrees Celsius, or about 176 Fahrenheit. Some TPMS inflation pressure monitors inside of the tire can also read temperature. As far as temperature goes, the ideal way to, to, to see when you should stop with a tire is if you have something that can measure the temperature inside the tire. As soon as you go over 80 degrees Celsius, you should stop. Because then the rubber is too hot and it is going to fail. If you have a tire that's designed to, let's say, run at 30 miles an hour, and you run it at 60 miles an hour, once the temperature inside the tire gets to 120, 130 degrees, you get to the stage where that um, material is starting to fall apart. The uh, carcass has got either some kind of, of, of um, steel or some other material to keep the shape of the tire. And then the rubber, that's supposed to keep everything inside. And both of those can be affected by heat. And uh, the, 
it can get to such an extent that you can have steel belts in a tire that start uh, to get to a temperature where they actually start to 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 fall apart due to excessive temperature in the tread area. One of the warning signs of a failing sidewall, Tian says, is radial cracks, tiny lines running perpendicular away from the rim toward the tread. The reason why it does that is because you, uh, when, when you uh, put a load on the tire, it obviously pushes the tread down. But when it pushes the tread down, it always pushes the sidewall outwards a bit, a, a bit as well. And if it, if it is excessive, you can even have the sidewall fail completely. Here's a piece of good news. Remember back in the day worrying about bulges in the sidewall that indicated ruptures in the carcass? Tian says better rubber compounds and better body ply fabric have made that damage much less common nowadays. It's not something that we see very often. Uh, I know in the past it was a big problem, but nowadays it's so, so, so rare. You will rarely see something like that. It, I know it was in the past, it was, but with the, with the way that they, um, the manufacturing has, has progressed through the years, um, especially to get the rubber to stick to whatever reinforcing material you have inside. That was the biggest, biggest thing. And also, where let's say nylon that you use for the um, carcass, in the past they used certain ways to, to prevent it from stretching once you built the tire. With new methods, the amount that by which it stretches over the life of the tire is so, so much reduced that the extra stress that you used to see in the past is no longer there. Avoiding damage and getting longer life out of your tire starts with selecting the right tire for a particular piece of machinery. And that usually starts by thinking about how that machine is likely to be used. Tian points out that Galaxy's skid steer tire lineup includes everything from the beefy baby three bar treads for soft soils to the huge, densely packed blocks of the Galaxy Hulk, which are a better bet on pavement. Well, you can you can get skid steer tires that um, have a fairly large areas between the different lugs. If you think about it that way. You've got so much rubber on it. Let's say uh, 40% of the tread, uh, if you go around the circumference, 40% of that circumference touches the ground. Uh, if you go to another tire, you can see that we might have, here's another one, where if you go around the, the circumference of the tire, about 75% of this circumference is rubber. That is going to last longer. There is a downside 
If you're working on a slippery surface or in mud, uh, the one with, a, with, with less rubber is going to give you more traction. If you're working on asphalt surfaces or something that's not, not off the road, that other tire might be a much better choice for you. It's not just how you use a tire that can damage it, Tian says. Sometimes it's how you store it when it's not being used. The storage of the tires or the machine can also have an effect. If the, the uh, let's say, uh, a tire is stored outside, a machine is stored outside, and it stands for a very long time in, a, uh, in the winter in an area where the temperature is very low. You can have the tires degrade due to the fact that you have um, components inside the rubber that's supposed to protect the rubber against ozone, um, things like that. And if the temperature is too low, the material that protects against ozone damage gets depleted over time. And, and it's mixed all through the rubber and it comes to the surface all the time. But when you store the tire in a very, very cold environment, then that can't get to the surface. And then you can actually get the tires that standing outside in the winter that the, you get damage to the tires. Ozone is one thing. Uh, the other thing is oil. Oil is not good for tires. Oil solvents, that type of thing, uh, that, you, that you have to keep away from tires. The compound that the tire is made out, out of is a mixture of uh, different chemicals. And uh, oil will penetrate that and degrade the chemicals inside the rubber and cause the tire to fail in the end. The great news is that tires are built to last. So if you choose a good tire, store it well, use it appropriately, and maintain the proper inflation pressure, you're likely to get great performance from it. But if you ever do see significant damage on a tire, Tion says it's important to talk to your tire dealer or another tire expert immediately. If you have a little bit of rubber coming off the side, well, that's one thing. But if you see any evidence of um, nylon or steel, the, the reinforcing material inside the tire. If you see any of that, then it's a problem. And it's better to play it safe and have somebody look at it or remove it and replace it. I would say if you see any cracks on a tire anywhere, Take it to somebody that's an expert, have them look at it and tell you, should I keep on using it or should I take it off? It's not worth 
taking any chances with a tire. So take a look at your tires, not just for safety's sake, but for clues about what your equipment is encountering in the field. If you've got concerns about a tire, contact your tire dealer. And if you want to learn more about choosing the best tire for your situation, call your Alliance Tire Dealer or visit www.atgtire.com. That's www.atg, like Alliance Tire Group, tire.com. Thanks for listening. Well, that's our show today, folks. So thank you to Steve and Tian for taking the time to talk with us today. Tune in every other Wednesday for another episode of Rentals The Bottom Line on 4constructionpros.com. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can stay on top of the bottom line. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again soon.